Hi guys, welcome to the DNA Podcast. This is Amit and Deepak. Today's podcast will focus on three tweaks that we would like to make to the NBA to make the league even better. So let's get started. And we're back. Alright guys, um, what's up Deepak? I'm good, how are you? I did not ask you how you were, I asked you what's up. I'm good, how are you? <laughs> All right. At that point, see, I want to start today off with an interesting story. Okay, start. Uh, the other day I was at work, and you know how you know you meet people and you don't really want to talk to them. <laughs> so she comes up to me, this lady, and I think she said, "How are you?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> and, then she, and then she said, "Good," and I'm like, "Good." And then she walked away. What is? What could she have possibly said where your response would have been, "Yeah." I don't know. I had my headphones on. She came up to me. I think she said, like, how are you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, good, good. I'm like, and then she walked away. <laughs> it was one of those interactions that are forced and happen all the time at work. Yep. Okay. Anyways, so today's podcast will focus on tweaking the NBA with a few things that we find could make the league even better. So let's just jump right in. What do you think, Deepak? All right, so when I think about what I'd like to tweak about the NBA as someone that watches the game every day, the first thing that comes to mind that I really hate is tanking. I hate when teams either don't play their best players the minutes they should be playing from them because they, you know, they secretly want to lose because they mm-hmm. want better odds at the first pick. Yeah. And so how do you fix this? And I guess I have a couple of ideas, and obviously this has been an issue that's been talked about over and over, and I do feel that they will uh, change the system soon enough but something that you can do is give every single team a chance at the first pick, regardless of record. Okay. Now, obviously, the better teams, the ones that make the playoffs, you'll give them maybe like 1% or like half a percent chance at the first pick. But even then, it makes the draft interesting for everyone. Right. More, more than that, though, it's obviously the team that has the worst record gets like, what, 25% at the first pick. So what you do now is you group teams. So you go like the five worst teams in the NBA, Record-wise, they get the same percentage chance at the first pick. That way, being okay. the fifth worst, the first worst, it doesn't really help you. Okay. In Philadelphia, you can you can try and play, and, you know, try to win 30 games because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So if you give the five worst teams, I don't know, 10% each, the next five worst teams, uh, I don't know, 6%, and then just distribute the percentage accordingly, yeah. you give every single team a chance at the first pick, you group them together, and that way, no no one team has a bigger advantage from losing than others. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, what do you think? Is that is that something that kind of? I mean, it's an easy fix, no? It's I an easy fix, and it's straightforward. And honestly, the Philadelphia 76ers are the model franchise that that have been committed to this tanking thing for the past three, four years, right? But yeah, it has bad. it hasn't really helped them. Because how many times have they had the first pick? I think this is the first time that they'll actually get the first pick. I think, yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Cleveland kept getting it somehow. Exactly. Get it again this year. <laughs> so, so making making that whole process even more transparent, more fair, it it just it just deviates from the whole process of not trying to win games, making trades that are that are completely crazy where you trade away all-stars for picks and and it just it makes the league a lot lot worse 
And exactly. so if we, and I mean, if we can fix if, tanking, it's great. Exactly. And if we look at Philadelphia, they, they had good players. They were in the playoffs not too long ago, right? Like five, six years ago. They had Andre Iguodala on the roster. And Who won finals Young, MVP last year. Andre Iguodala won finals MVP. Exactly. So you trade away the finals MVP. Thad Young is a really good player. Drew Holiday is a former All-Star, I believe. Yeah, he and, is. And so... And what did you do? You, and then when you get the chance to draft, you keep drafting big men. So it's, it's so apparent that you're just doing this on purpose. Yeah. And I think something has to be done. I believe Adam Silver will do it at some point. Okay. Um, but it has to be changed. Yeah. There There you go. That's our, that's our first tweak. Let's fix the NBA lottery and the tanking system. So what do you think? What do you, what do you have? I have something that, that annoys me when you're watching great teams and great athletes go out there and perform but then for some reason they have four games and five nights back to back to back all these crazy situations that overexert these athletes and don't let them get proper rest during the regular season so why don't we just prolong the regular season by another month you at, instead of starting in late october you start in late september and that extra month can reduce the games per week, so there can be more strategy involved in, in game planning. Um, and then most of all, it's the fatigue factor. All these athletes will be able to rest, and they will be able to perform at the highest level of their capabilities. You can avoid injuries, although freak injuries are unavoidable. We can't predict. But if we can, if we can make sure that these athletes who are, in my opinion, the best athletes in the world... If they can rest up and they can perform at the highest level, it just makes the whole league better. What do you think? I agree. And I guess uh, just to clarify your point, uh, I guess you're saying we should eliminate some of the preseason games, right? Yeah, or just reduce the offseason. Start training camp sooner. Reduce uh, the number of preseason games because they really don't matter. But I guess they're marketing campaigns for the NBA because you play international games. So why not just start sooner? Give these guys less time off, but then they, they're still rewarded with that extra time off during the regular season. No, I agree. I like that idea. I feel, like you said, freak injuries are unavoidable, but yeah. injuries due to fatigue, those are the ones we could cut down upon. If you give players more rest, reduce back-to-backs, three and fives, you get rid of those. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, preseason basketball really... It's not exciting for anyone, honestly. Yeah, it's not, it's not really exciting. It's, it's, it's necessary to an extent. The yeah. teams don't really play those really hard anyway. Yeah. So if you cut down from, I guess they play eight preseason games, if you cut those in half and then uh, add a couple of weeks to the regular season, I, I wouldn't be against that. And I think um, it just means we have the NBA around for longer, which as fans, is something we like. Yeah. And hopefully reduce the number of injuries. And I guess if we go back to eliminating tanking, a reason teams rest players is because they're saying, you know, they're fatigued or you don't, you're not going to play the back-to-back because yeah. you played 40 minutes last night. We don't want to play today. Mm-hmm. So if you do that and eliminate that aspect, you, you, you eliminate that excuse from teams. You can't just rest players because of fatigue anymore because why would they get tired if they're only playing two, three times a week? It's just more quality basketball for everyone. It should be. No, I like that. Yeah. So that, that's one of the things that we thought that could really add value to the NBA. And, uh, yeah, going on from there, let's present our final point. What do you think our our final tweak of the NBA should be? I think it's very relevant to what's happening in the playoffs right now. Yeah, very relevant. It has to do with the officiating. 
Um, the refs have they haven't really been that great this uh, this off season, uh, this postseason, yeah. uh, to say the least. Really, a lot of blown calls towards the end of the games. A lot of um, two minute reports released the next day saying the refs missed missed five ten calls. Oh, thanks, thanks. That that's really helpful. <laughs> I mean, like that changes anything, right? It just yeah. really puts the refs on blast. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like if I messed up at work, and then the next day my boss called the meeting. Just to put me on blast in front of everyone. Yeah, that's literally what those reports are. It just adds pressure. It just adds pressure to make the right call, and that leads to worse calls. Exactly. And so, how do you think? Here is it's, it's tricky with officiating because these are still the best referees in the world. But you can't get replacement refs with the experience these guys have, with the training these guys have, and suddenly think things are going to be better. But how can we help them? So replay has helped them. Yeah. Um, so what else can we do? Maybe something I like from the NFL, I think we both like from the NFL, is the challenge flag. Coaches, okay. they're always going to be dissatisfied with calls. Yeah. So give them the chance to challenge them. Give, I don't know, them, I don't know, one one challenge flag per half. Yeah. Right? And if they really don't like a call, use it. Yeah. And if it turns out you're right, great. And if it turns out you're wrong, well, then you had your chance and you made your point, but then now you got to shut up because you got it wrong. Yeah. And so I think that, and and I guess the counterpoint to this would be it might make games longer because it might force more replays, but it's one more replay. It's one more replay, and honestly, the replays currently they take long already. Yeah, I feel like they should, even with the Sakakas, they with a center where wherever they tune in, there's no one there. I've, I've never seen anyone there, so I don't know if anyone's <laughs> working there. <laughs> we but, all need more Sakakas, New Jersey in our lives. So it, yeah, I don't know. So. I'm just saying, help the refs a bit more. Yeah. Challenge flags. That's Get a great point. Reports. I think that could be another tweak we can make. Yeah, it's it makes the whole. These, we we want to make clear that these are the best and or basketball referees in the world. There's no one better than them. So, providing them with another resource that that could help them do their jobs more efficiently. Why not? Why not do that? As opposed to putting them on blast, like we talked about with the two-minute report. Instead of doing that, present the challenge flags. If the coaches use it, okay, cool. Um, if they don't, then it's, it, it turns away um, the pressure from the refs onto, onto the coaches. And, and it can lead to better NBA games. Less blown exactly. calls. It, it's tough being a ref. I mean, it's, being a referee is the worst job in the world because no one, not everyone will ever be happy with you. Yeah. The team that loses will always have something to say. Even the team that wins, yeah. right? You'll always be talked about. So it's tough. So just help them out a little bit. And I think what you said about moving some of the responsibility from the referees to the coaches, maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. Or if you don't use your challenge flag if you, and you thought the call was wrong, you didn't use it, then it's on you because you could have. Exactly. Exactly. If the refs are going to make mistakes. The game is too fast for them to get every single call right. It's never going to happen. It's human error. Like it's going to happen. They're not perfect. It's part of the game, so just help them out a little bit. And so I believe that could be an implementation that could even be exciting, you know? Yeah. Oh, he threw Players the challenge flag. <laughs> Doc exactly. Rivers threw the challenge flag again. He doesn't have it. You, you already see players, like, waving their finger in the air every time they want to replay. Yeah. Now it would just literally be the entire crowd yelling at the coach to throw a challenge flag and pressuring yeah. him into it. <laughs> after they the That'd replay. be fun. That like, would actually it. add more entertainment to the game. Yeah, and as long as it doesn't make the game too much longer, yeah. I, I don't see why why you would implement that. Okay, so that's that's some tweaks that we want to make to the NBA. Three simple ones, quick ones that could be implemented 
as soon as Adam Silver says they need to be implemented, they can call us for, for advice and whatnot. And, uh, no, they don't need to call us. You just got to listen to the podcast. Okay, don't forget to – we have our email to dnapodcast16 at gmail.com. And uh, if you if you want to hit, hit us up anytime, you know, you can get us – you can reach us over there. We answer your emails. We do. I mean, if you email us, we'll answer. Okay. And uh, so that's it for today. Uh, we can't forget about Dr. Deepak. And I'm here. Why don't you Why don't you tell us what your advice for the week is? Well, before we do that, you 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 asked me for some health advice the other day, right? What happened? Ah, yes, I had a cold, and yeah, I had to. You texted me. I had to hit up Doctor Deepak. Hey, man, what should I do? And you said drink water, right? And stay hydrated. And I did that. And now look at me. I I bloom like this butterfly. I feel like a brand new person. See, I turned him into a butterfly, guys. Thank it you. just works. Thank you, Deepak. You're welcome. Dr. And so, my advice for the week—it's—it's uh, it's not medical advice. It's more so practical. So, I was at the movies the other day, and uh, this lady, she walks in late, and she has a drink in her hand, and she was stepping on people's toes to get to her seat, which was in the middle, okay. which is fine. But my advice is, uh, if if you're ever in that situation, uh, my advice is to hold your drink waist high and not above the head of the people that are sitting in the row in front of you because that's what she was doing oh, so just imagine this scenario she's walking through these you know people's toes trying to get to her seat yeah. and she's holding her drink you know near the heads of the people sitting in front of her and that's dangerous because if she trips that drink will spill on their heads and we don't want that we so don't hold it waist high and if you trip shoes get dirty it's fine well it's not fine people will be angry but they'll be less angry than if that had fallen on their heads okay there it is, Dr. Deepak's advice, life advice this time for the week. You're um, welcome. <laughs> do you want to give any shout-outs before we, we sign out? Uh, no shout-outs. Uh, game 7 is tonight, Warriors OKC. That should be really good. Who you so got? Who you I, got? I think the Warriors are going to win. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. All right. You? Uh, I think I want the OKC Thunder to go. I, I I see it. It's KD's day. Let's do it. You think so? Yeah. I, I just hope it's a close game. I hope Same. you know Steph and Clay get forty, and Westbrook and Durant get forty, and it's an amazing game. Yeah. It's an all-time NBA game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right, guys, that's it for the DNA podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us. Stay current. Thanks, guys.